Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning, this is John Frenet. It's Monday, September 18th, one day before the Annapolis City primary. Several local nonprofits are getting a little bit edgy because they have not received the money promised to them by the state. Catherine Bunning Country is the founder of the Pascal Crisis Stabilization Center, which is a nonprofit based in Crownsville that helps the county deal with the opioid problem we were all facing. The county had requested about $1.4 million in funding from a state grant and was told to make sure that all mechanisms were in place for expansion of of services by September 1st. Bon and Country had hired five additional staff members to increase the number of beds available at the facility, as well as an additional nurse. When contacted, State Health Department spokesman Chris Garrett said the proposals were still being reviewed and a spokeswoman for the department did not give any update as to the allocation of funds. And now organizations like the Pascal Crisis Stabilization Center, Hope House, and Harbor House in Glen Burnie sit and wait. Hey, if you get a chance to check this out, the Chesapeake Arts Center in Brooklyn Park is going to have an open house for its newly renovated makerspace on September 30th. A makerspace is meant to encourage students to explore the subjects of math, technology, science, engineering, and it's a result of the center repurposing an old workshop within the building to give students hand-on learning experience. September 30th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. is the date at the Chesapeake Arts Center at 194 Hammonds Lane in Brooklyn Park, and you should actually check out all the stuff they do there. They do a bunch of great art stuff. And go over to the Maryland Crabs and listen to the episode we had on an Annapolis makerspace, which isn't for students. It's for anybody that is interested in it. Very cool stuff. Over the weekend, the Annapolis Capital newspaper endorsed Mayor Mike Panalides and restaurateur Gavin Buckley for their choices in the primary. And they also published an article with their background check on all of the candidates. Well, the headline, Candidates in Annapolis Election Have History of Immigration, Contract, and Tax Issues, seemed a little bit extreme. There didn't appear to be any smoking gun. Gavin Buckley took advantage of an amnesty program in 1986 and has been a citizen in the United States since 2009. Senator Astle was involved in a restaurant that had gone bankrupt many, many years ago. Mike Panalides is involved in dozens of lawsuits on behalf of the city. Nevin Young was involved in some lawsuits against the city. There were some business liens and judgments against some of Buckley's restaurants. And I would like to point out that he's partners in the restaurants with these. City council races turned up pretty much other small issues. There were some divorces, some bankruptcies and whatnot there. Nothing really that should prove to be any problem for any of the candidates. And speaking of elections, and over at Ion Annapolis this weekend, we released our predictions for the primary and beyond to the general election. They are not endorsements. Everybody needs to make their own opinion, their own decision when it comes to voting. 
This is just a collection of thoughts that we have gathered as we have gone through this election season based on any number of different criteria. You can read all the criteria. You can see the polls and everything else. Go over to ionanapolis.net. It's pinned right to the top on the front page there. But just to run down our predictions for Alderman and Ward 1, we feel that Ellie Tierney will defeat Joe Budge. She will also defeat Larry Clausen and take the seat come November. In Ward 2, we feel that Kurt Regal will eke out a win against Fred Payone in November. In Ward 3, Wanda Pindell Charles will take that seat because she has no challenger in either the primary or the general. Alderman for Ward 4 will go to Sheila Finlayson by a very slim margin. It'll be a wake-up call to Ms. Finlayson because Tony Strong Pratt is a very strong candidate. Ward 5 should be taken by Mark Rodriguez in the general election. There are no challengers in the primary. Uh, James Appel will come in second, and there may be a little bit of a twist there depending on whether the Hispanic vote actually gets out. Ward 6, I think Shanika Henson will be taking that seat from Dewan Gay, but Dewan is somebody that needs to be watched. He will be a big player in the local county and possibly state political scene down the line. Ward 7 in the primary, I believe that Rob Savage will overtake Alexis Viegas. Uh, a lot due to because of his name recognition and his status as a whistleblower in the city. However, come November, I think that Republican challenger David Frankel may take that race. Ward 8, I really went out on a limb here. I do believe that Bumper Moyer will defeat incumbent Alderman Ross Arnett in the primary. I think that's mostly due to the fact that Bumper has a long history in the town and a lot of people will feel that they just can't not vote for Bumper. However, come the general election, I think that Julie Musog, who is eminently qualified for the position, as are all the candidates in every one of these races, will ultimately defeat Bumper Moyer on that one. For mayor, I have Gavin Buckley defeating John Astle. I'll go out on a limb and say that'll be like a 53-47 split. And I think Mayor Mike Panalides will handily take care of Nevin Young in the primary. I believe the general election will be very, very close between Gavin Buckley and Mayor Mike Panalides to the point that the ultimate winner, who I do believe may be Gavin Buckley, will win by less than the number of votes that Mike Panalides won by four years ago. And that number was 59. So there's my prognostications. You can read the reasoning behind the decisions at ionanapolis.net and just make sure, go out and vote. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. All right. Hey, everyone. This is George from DMV Weather. Let's get right into the Monday forecast. More of the same is expected for Annapolis and the entire Anne Arundel County area this week as summer continues to show itself on a daily basis, despite the calendar officially bringing us the fall season with the seasonal equinox occurring this Friday, the 22nd at exactly 4.02 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for the Northern Hemisphere. So look for high temps generally in the 80 to 85 degree range during the day with low temps 60 to 70 at night. For today specifically, we have gone with a high temp of 82 degrees with our daily forecast tool called the four degree forecast for the Annapolis area. Back out to the tropics. Hurricane Jose will be passing the coastal beaches of Virginia, Maryland, and Delaware later today and tomorrow, and will bring the Annapolis area some clouds today and tomorrow, along with a few possible showers and maybe even some breezy conditions Tuesday. But for the most part, this storm will not have a direct impact at this time on the area. Having said that, we must continue to monitor Jose's progress as multiple forecast models are showing it possibly doing yet another loop after it gets further north toward the New England coast possibly allowing it to make yet another pass at the U.S. East Coast. 
In addition to Jose, we must now also begin to monitor the path of Hurricane Maria in the Caribbean, yet another powerful storm that is expected to reach major hurricane status probably sometime later today, and yet another storm that could potentially get to Category 4 or 5 strength and ultimately target the U.S. anywhere from Florida to Maine. Stay tuned as we'll be providing daily updates on both of these tropical systems moving forward. Okay, that's it for us today. Be sure to download our free app by searching for DCMDVA Weather in your app store, and also be sure to follow us 24-7, 365 on our website at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook. This is George Young of DMV Weather with your Annapolis forecast. Make it a great week, and remember, whatever the weather, have fun out there and be safe. You know, the Ion Annapolis Daily is possible in part because of the incredibly generous support of Ramshead on stage. Ramshead, where every seat is less than 48 feet from the stage, brings more than 400 concerts a year to the area, both at Ramshead on stage on West Street, as well as Maryland Hall, St. John's Key Auditorium, and other venues in the area. To wet your whistle, check out some of these upcoming shows this week. This Thursday at Maryland Hall, Randy Newman, prolific composer and musical satirist, there are still tickets available. Friday night, the comedy of Screech. Yes, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Dustin Diamond will be in Annapolis for the latest installment of the Ramshead Laughs and Drafts comedy series. And on Saturday and Sunday, the smooth stylings of multi-platinum seller Jeffrey Osborne will return to Ramshead on stage. Tickets are still available and you can get yours at ramsheadonstage.com or if you want to go old school, head on down to their box office at 33 West Street in the heart of beautiful downtown Annapolis. And for a guaranteed great night out on the town, ramsheadonstage.com. If you're looking for local sports... It's right here, right now, on the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. It was a pretty good Friday night for most of our area high school football team. Severn edged St. Albans 33-6, Broadneck over Severna Park 49-7, Annapolis over Glen Birdie 18-13, Manchester Valley 14, Southern High 6, sorry about that guys, Arundel 27 over South River 26, Northeast 33 over North County 32, Old Mill 20, Mead 13, Chesapeake 41 over Catonsville 7, St. Mary's 32 over Del Mar in Delaware 15, Good Council 37, Spalding 21, Kent Island 41, Kent County 6, and National Christian 21 over Annapolis Area Christian School 16. In NFL action, the Ravens won their home opener yesterday, forcing five turnovers en route to a 24-10 win over the Browns. However, the team wasn't able to escape Sunday without some bad news. Pro Bowl guard Marshall Yonda suffered a season-ending ankle injury in the second half of the game. Last week, we talked about free DNA tests, and that didn't happen. Fans who were looking forward to getting a free DNA test at the Ravens game were left empty-handed as Origin, O-R-I-G-3-N, which was the company that was sponsoring the promotion, pulled out at the very last minute citing unspecified questions from state officials. Down on the other side of the Beltway, the Skins, actually it wasn't on the other side of the Beltway, it was across the country, but the Skins topped the Rams 27-20. The Skins are now 1-1 one and, one and the Ravens are 2-0. and oh. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. 
If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at noon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.